I'll talk about the application of the scientific method to life. Um, and this has been used extensively in a lot of different fields. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about that is, is um, I've had, you know, a sort of back injury, I guess. And um, I was just going to see a physiotherapist about it. And they're applying the scientific method to sort of target... Um, you know, progress with it. And it's, it's pretty interesting. It's actually pretty fascinating because I've had this injury for five years. Um, you know, I wish I could tell a story like I got it from wrestling a bear or something like that, but actually it was just from bending over to pick some weeds in the backyard after sitting for a long time that the academic profession is, is not conducive to um, exercise. Um, so you really need to work on those things. And so I've been very careful um, since then. But for five years, it's been, you know, working on, um, you know, I had a numb foot for a year and a half, probably two years, completely numb. And it's been coming back. And it came, um, you know, some symptoms, some pain symptoms of, of sort of uh, reappeared in a different location and um, I needed to I started to go back to the physiotherapist I went to a doctor and, and they you know, got me to go to a physiotherapist um, and they've been applying the scientific method on it and it was it's actually been pretty miraculous we had sort of this like insight today of bending in a certain way and um, I've got a huge range of mobility just from doing that, which I never had in five years. And so I want to actually talk about the application of scientific method after that, because I think it's a, it's an interesting insight, um, an interesting problem that we have uh, in terms of figuring out, okay, what is the right method? What should we do to actually solve something? And that's really all the scientific method is. You know, you hear about science and People get like all up in airs about it, um, but it's really just a systematic way of, of um, you know solving a problem, and it's evolved to be pretty. Um, it's, it's actually kind of boring. It's a step-by-step -step process with it, and, and I'm going to talk about that in this episode. So if you don't know me, I'm Professor Dave Masnick. I'm associate professor of innovation strategy and entrepreneurship. I created this whole reciprocity project to give back. So many people helped me out that I wanted to pay the favor for it to help you out. So the scientific method has been applied to many different areas. A lot of people falsely assume that the scientific method is only for science, but it has been um, growing in its impact um, slowly, slowly in many different domains as a sort of reason way to do adaptation right so focusing on or a, you know a rational way to do adaptation and discovery um which you know tends to be very difficult because the default that we sort of do adaptation we kind of do a little bit of a you know what they call is a bayesian rational approach but it's really just kind of like we try things and we see if it works and if it works then we continue to pursue those things so there's randomness in what you're trying um, and then you do this little bit of a trial and error approach and that is that is pretty universal across um, you know people uh, human beings um, 
I guess those are the same, you know, how, that's how we think that adaptation happens, right? Or how, um, you know, evolutionary um, things happen. Doesn't mean that there is a right answer. That's the thing that people falsely assume. We don't really never, it's impossible to know what the right answer is in the world, right? Um, That sort of definitive, this is what sort of is valid, um, you know, valid knowledge. That's really hard to figure out. And, and, you know, I would never really know, but we know when something is better um, or something moves us in, in a certain direction. And, and that's what the scientific method does, right? So you do sort of simplest experimentation scientific method approach is that you have a, uh, you know, a hypothesis that you write down and then you um, and and then you test that hypothesis. Usually, with um, there's all sorts of different approaches, right? There's lots of different research methodologies that you can use. But the classic one that we know about is sort of the um, uh, you know A B type framework, where you try one thing or, and then you have a control on another thing, and you continuously kind of add it, um, see what's going on, and then you. Um, you see what the results are, and then you write those particular results down. Um, and then you, you know, iterate from there, right? So you see which one of the A, B type approaches that you do, which one, which, you know, the case, or sometimes called case control, um, you know, that if you try the whatever you're thinking about, you try it, you see what happens, and if it does a little bit better, then you um, repeat that thing, and, and if it doesn't, then you go back to to the control and come up with a different sort of um, solution or approach, and you continuously adapt that way. And this approach is sort of systematic. It's more of a systematic approach. It's more of, um, and there's not there's not a lot to it. It's just a systematic approach, and it's been um, implementing. Um, a lot, right? It's been implemented across a lot of different areas, and and I think, um, um, you know, the the person that was probably wildly in charge of thinking about this sort of evolutionary approach um, was, you know, Charles Darwin back in the day of sort of identifying that we do um, adapt over time, and that has been imprinted within the scientific, and then there was. Um, was Fisher, and after that, sort of had this idea of doing controlled experiments, and it has grown in influence. And what we understand as science today is totally different than what it was many years ago. But the scientific method has evolved into this very simple approach, and so where it's it's taken off, um, you know, back in the the early um, last century, uh, the scientific management um, by Frederick Taylor was probably the first one to use scientific approaches outside of science per se and and use and apply it and that was the whole field, basically the whole field of management science um, um, evolved from that and was started from that because of this sort of they called Taylorism, this approach to management and you know doing controlled experiments or controlled um, approaches to looking to see what happens with um, 
you know, with, with, with people, with, with like, um, productivity. And that's the ultimate goal in this approach is productivity and scientific management. And it's been in existence for a long time. And I rail back against it a lot on this, um, you know, podcast and all that kind of stuff. But, um, by the way, if you, if you don't know, I'm on like all socials. I started out on YouTube. So there's lots of stuff on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, but, you know, now it's, it's evolved into, um, I haven't seen it so much yet, but, um, you know, nutri- nutrition approaches definitely should be using it. But, um, you know, physiotherapy is using it at this moment. Um, I've seen it in the startup world um, and software. That's actually where a lot of great influence now where people are being very interested in this approach is, is came out of. That's what I'm doing. That's why I started the Reciprocity Project um, was getting access to um, you know that ability and allowing people to use it. Um, so it is growing in influence in many different areas and there's still a lot of different areas um, that, that are not being touched and not being approached. You know, um, there's, I guess there's still some science sort of quote unquote scientific approaches, but they're not really, um, scientific approaches. I wouldn't say in, you know, religion and different areas like that. But what you're looking for is, you know, areas where we can identify when there is an outcome that's better. Um, so like, as I mentioned, nutrition definitely can use the scientific process that it is used in, you know, it's, it's used in science, right, to understand how nutrition actually works, but uh, you don't see it sort of a lot of diets that are using this kind of method, um, you know, it's, it's not sort of explicit just yet in popular culture, um, but, you know, there's all sorts of domains where we know that there is an answer that's a little better, and we want to pursue that thing, or we want to identify that thing, and sort of incrementally, and that's really, there's a lot of incremental gains with this. Sometimes there's a leap and bound, but most of the time it's pretty incremental, um, where it's just one thing after the other, and you're slightly improving over time. Um, and, and, you know, it might be in the sense of, you know, applying the scientific method to, um, you know, family life. There's been home economics was a big push that was actually spun out of um, Taylorism, the scientific management approach. But, you know, lots of people can use this to think about how the relationships can improve, right? Let's try, let's try this, let's try that. Um, you know, seeing what, what sort of happens. You kind of see that, I guess, with um, some therapy and some people sort of using this approach. Um, but it's it's less, you know, explicit. Um, you know, what else is there that you can, your relationships, you, know, you got, um, you know, you got religion, you have what else is a major parts of work. Um, I talked about that. Um, like, like, there's a lot of domains where it is evolved and you know it's growing and it's increasing in importance and the reason is it's just simply because it's a systematic approach and it allows you to sort of understand um you know what to do next well it actually that that's that's false um that's the one downfall 
um, with the scientific method. It doesn't allow you to know what to do next. Actually, that's where theory comes in and sort of understanding, you know, the world or looking to see what, what we have done in the past to understand what to do next. Um, or having some educated, you know, uh, approximation of, of what would make sense next given, um, you know, given the, the context that you're in. So you need to, um, and I notice I was hesitant to say educated guess because I don't like that term. It's not really a guess. Um, so what I'm getting at here is that the scientific method has, um, a tremendous amount of impact and, um, really it, it's it's less about the impact is it's less about like um uh, you know that this is some sort of ideological approach or something like that right like which is what people assume with science that there is like a scientist and a scientist knows everything that's not that's not it at all anybody that's in science is just like hey we don't we don't know right like that is the presumption that's the, that's the, it's the complete opposite of the sort of doctrine approach. And in fact, it is, it's uh, more of a, it's, it, it's admitting, systematically admitting you don't know, and it's hard to know, and then coming up with an approach that you can sort of control what you know and you don't know. Um, and that is more of what science and the scientific method is about. And so I think it's going to grow in influence unless we get a different approach. Um, but the scientific method is is very um, it's very versatile, I guess. It's more and, and people get that confused, right? Because you can use all sorts of different research methods to address um, science um, and what you're looking at. But it's really this kind of controlled guessing. And if we come up with something better than that, which I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, I think it's going to be improved upon, right? Like, that is the fundamental thing. That's why science is such a beautiful method or such a beautiful approach is that whenever there is a problem with it, it absorbs it and it says, hey, crap, um, this is a problem. We need to change this. We need to address it. Um, and um, it adapts from there. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing. People are incredibly smart, um, and open to new approaches with it. So the scientific method is going to be, it's going to look different, I think, um, 30 years from now, that sort of approach that everybody uses. But, you know, how different, I don't know. Um, I'm not expecting it to be dramatically different, but I suspect it will be different than what we do now. So um, with that, hopefully you learned something. Um, it's been it was, um, you know, a great, a great sort of topic to talk about, I think, because I think we're moving in, um, in a lot of different directions and in sort of exploiting the scientific method. Now, to get into the backlash of it and all that kind of stuff, that, that's a topic for another discussion or another day. But really, I think what that is, is, you know, in my personal view is people are nervous about getting, uh, you know, an improved answer. So they don't want to go there and then they have pushback. Um, and they sort of really rail against that or there's like ideologies and stuff that are interfering with the process. Um, so anyways, um, hopefully you like this 
and uh, uh, leave a leave a comment on the pod um, if you do. Yeah, I do appreciate it. Take care, and have a wonderful day. Bye.